A quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Gert Mellor. Oh, wow, that's an opening. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite opening. It's my wonderful song that I wrote four years ago, I think now. Uh, and it's lasted the years and it's lasted several changes of um, lyrics. If you can call it lyrics and if you can call it a song, because it's so short, it's a stinger. There's definitely a point to make about audio branding, right? <laughs> Just talking about brand usurps, <laughs> etc. Yeah, I learned uh, years ago how important it is to be consistent. And it's actually my ex-wife who taught me, who's a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. And she does graphic design Bibles and says, this is what you do. You copy paste the color code. You don't do approximations. Everything has to be absolutely on the nose. And now she thinks that I taught her that. And it's completely the other way around. <laughs> but it definitely did a good job there. <laughs> yeah. So we're both like that now. So we start off with your brand SERP, as always, yes. my obsession. Uh, I found your Google Knowledge Panel. It's a tiny it. sprout with just this tiny thumbnail photo. And you can see there your KGM ID on the screen. Did you know you had one? I didn't know I had one. I think this came about because we published a book on Amazon. And suddenly right. we were starting to show up for some of those things. But definitely didn't pursue this enough so far right i mean in fact to, to trigger the proper knowledge panel all you would need to do is now publish it on google books um and it would give you the full knowledge panel with the description of you from google books um, that would be a really simple task and it's, it's free um we can talk about that after the show if you're interested to know Absolutely. how i did that um and anybody who's interested in brand serps join the knowledge panel uh, CaliCube and sorry, the, the brand, the CaliCube knowledge panel and brand SERP support group. It's a really welcoming group where we talk about this stuff and we share all our secrets and exciting um, wins. And the other interesting thing is you've got your personal website, but it's only mm -hmm. ranking second. Um, why do you think that is? Because we never put much focus on it. So I've always been attached to my agency SEO leverage. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I probably switched my personal brand's website. 10 times in the last last years because I was always <laughs> trying to do something here and there and and then took it off again and took it on and 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 switched from WordPress to to now we're using Click and and an online right. courses because we want to to start using some courses as well. So it's always changing. Can, there was never much effort going into this. Right. Now that's a really interesting point because you can almost feel Google thinking I want to put this at the top. Yeah. But LinkedIn's more relevant because it's being updated more. Um, I'm right. pretty sure it would take very little for, for Google to say, oh, I'm allowed to put it yeah. at the top. I would guess so. However, right now, it's really the SEO leverage page that's more built out. So I think this is really the focus. And, and until we are ready, and we're definitely having a, long, a strong effort this, this year on personal branding, until we are ready, I'd rather have my page not rank so well. <laughs> <laughs> right okay so sometimes we will choose not to rank so well which is a lovely backflip on seo uh, traditionally as we know it a really quick word uh, for caddycube tuesdays join me every week but also branded search and beyond uh, with jason barnard these are some of the guests they're absolutely delightful as you can see it's a lot of fun and every single week, there is a podcast episode and CaliCube Tuesdays, and it's always produced in partnership with WordLift, who are an amazing company from Rome in Italy with the artificial intelligence that you need to drive your traffic. And that is the 25,000-word article that Koregubur wrote about the platform CaliCube Pro, which is a SaaS platform for agencies, which will help you optimize your brand SERPs and knowledge panels for your clients. So that was our little promotional moment. <laughs> you are listening to Branded Search.
and beyond with Jason Barnard. Now, back to the show. Now into the meat and potatoes, as we say, conversion-driven SEO for consistent results. Right. So Conversion-driven. I like that because a lot of people talk about traffic. Yeah, we pretty much have always been going a little bit of a different way, I think. Um, so everybody, obviously, as an SEO agency, what you really want is those case studies with hockey stick graphics of how yeah. much you, you 10x the traffic in six months and you did XYZ, etc. Um, for me, it's always been important what this actually does, right? We work with a lot of content agencies who are able to do those graphics because they just have a major effort going into research and content, and which is amazing mm -hmm. and has its place. But we have the data to then see that very often this content does little for the overall performance. So this does not, it does drive tra uh, in traffic, but does little to actually move the business forward. So at some point we just said, look, let's educate our audience and let's educate our clients about what we really think should be the focus. And then there are going to be clients who still want traffic and move some to someone else and clients who really appreciate that we try to understand their perspective on the business and actually try to make a point in moving them um, to a better place. And this was just where we said, okay, conversions. And the first thing we do on a new client when we start consulting with them is confirm and define what are conversions in this business. And it's not only an, an email opt-in necessarily. So there are a lot of hints we can define as conversions right. to tell us, are we moving in the right direction? And I just today I got an email that's just interesting from a client we started with three months ago. We actually dropped the traffic by 80% consciously. Right. And this was an interesting one. I had never experienced something like this. Um, but the conversions went conver up conversions, in terms of the number. Conversions tripled in the same time. Right. And the, the only reason was they had literally hundreds or even thousands of irrelevant articles on their site that drove traffic. Everybody was happy, a content agency. Everybody was happy driving traffic. I showed them what they were ranking for, which had nothing to do with their main business. So I said, look, this is going to be a tough choice. <laughs> But we yeah. are going to drop the traffic by at least half. It was 80% at the end. But you right. have to trust me in this, right? And okay. Can, they, can, can you give me the elevator pitch where you can flip somebody from thinking, I need lots of traffic to I actually want less traffic but more conversion? <laughs> it's several conversations. There's no elevator pitch, right? <laughs> it's several conversations. So the first conversation is with them coming and say something happens because we are not getting leads, so many leads anymore. This is a seven-figure company. They were doing, I think, $5 million at some point, dropped to two or three, I think. Um, and they said something is off, right? And they were hiring an SEO agency pretty much at the yeah. same time when, when they discovered what we are doing and just reached out for a second opinion, really. And I just showed them what they were ranking for. Nobody does check their Google search console to see what kind of keywords do they actually come up. Don't they? It just, no, they don't. No, oh. normal, normal people, normal people <laughs> not living in our universe don't check out the search console. They don't enjoy this process, right? So <laughs> normal people check out their analytics at best maybe the more advanced break it down to the organic segment but they just check traffic and they think one if we follow this process that's giving us more traffic we're going to get even more traffic right and this mm. is the big danger about standard operating procedures you just have your team or whoever or your agency follow this process and it seems to be getting your results but nobody ever looks behind the the numbers and see what does this actually do and in this case it was that they were actually producing irrelevant content at scale mm. and turned their website from a very specific niche industry leader into a generic online magazine. Right. Oh, uh, sorry, that's really interesting. So I mean, kind of 
from becoming generalist, but in fact being niche is going to be better. You get less traffic and it converts better. Makes total sense. And I think we all know it, but our clients encourage us to say, let's get you more traffic because that's what they're happy with and it's easy to give uh, the numbers that look really good. But I had a client who was really interesting is that they wrote articles, but they were attracting the clients of the people that they were trying to attract. Mm -hmm. Happens as well. And uh, they were thinking there's lots of traffic and you're going, but they don't buy from you. They buy exactly. from the people who buy from you. Exactly. This is a very big, this is very dangerous. Very often when this happens uh, to coaches we work with. We work with coaches and they want to rank for topics their audience is searching for. Right. And and they happen to rank for their audience's audience. So it's it's really it's really important that you embrace the final client that's going to pay the money that pays your bills. Right. And this is not easy. And many agencies we see do not take the time, especially when they have a structure like account manager, are only only people you talk to and you never talk to an SEO, you never talk to someone actually doing uh, lining up the strategy. We see this a lot where, where they're just so far away from the actual business. The, the SEO person working on it has no real idea what the business wants to achieve because they just have such a complex structure because they might have 500 different clients they work for and that's fine. Um, that, that is, there's a, a big a big disconnect. Mm. And this is where we just went the opposite way and said, look, we, we are going to embrace client conversations. Right? We are not scalable. We cannot do 200 projects at once. Impossible. Right? But we can do 30, 40, 50 really, really well from a point where we understand what the client wants to achieve and line up a strategy that's going to get them in 6, 8, 12 months very close to where they want to go. And I mean, so the, the approach is to say, who are the people who buy from you and what are they searching for? How do you make that match? Because if they're ranking for the wrong, in inverted commas, word, uh, search queries, you look in Search Console, you don't actually have the data in Search Console. So I, I mean, as you said earlier on, we're the only people who look in Search Console. <laughs> but I use that to figure out what my audience is searching for. But that makes the assumption that I'm actually doing a good job to start with. When I'm not doing a good job to start with, what do I do? Right. So what we 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 have two cases usually. Some clients already run Google Ads, which is a really good source of information, and actually the only match uh, we have found where you can match a search query with a conversion, and say, so, okay, people who search around this and this topic tend to convert, whereas on your page you can match the URL. Uh, in the organic landing pages with a conversion, but you don't know the exact keyword they were using. Might be one of those keywords that's right. only used once, and you really don't know. So we have some clients who just come with us and we analyze their Google Ads and say, okay, these are the, the keywords that can be linked to mm. conversions. Let's explore those. This seems to be driving in the right kind of traffic. Okay. The other, the other, the other point then is really to analyze the keywords and we leverage clients' experience a lot. And this is where I think other agencies are not doing a really good job. They just think the client doesn't know anything, right? Based on on a client on a client's experience, we were able to create them as a six-figure side business a few years ago, just because right. we were leveraging what they already knew about their industry, which we had no idea about. But we just paired their experience with mine, and we created on a weekend a six-figure business for them. And this is just the 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 idea is just to really say, okay, okay, I show clients hundred keywords. They know if they have to mean in this industry, what kind of keywords, what kind of questions, what mm. kind of phrases come up all the time. And they say, look, this sounds like exactly what clients type into an email when they ask, when they reach out to me for the first time. And which, which is a really good point because I think kind of as SEOs, we often don't talk to the, the, the expert in the field. We, we 
don't know anything about their business and we fail to actually learn about their business or ask them about their business. And that's uh, super simple and super interesting. The, the second point, I was just thinking back to Google Ads. Is it worth setting up a campaign with the, with the search queries and keywords that you think are likely to convert simply to figure out if they do convert or not? Not only for the conversion, but also for the actual search volume. So if you if you want to want to just see do they convert that's great but you also get you have an impression share where it says you your, your ad came up seventy percent of the time so you can extrapolate what is the actual search volume mm -hmm. I'm looking at in this area and then make an assumption how how far off the tools are <laughs> right and what's the seventeen second elevator pitch to get a client to invest in Google Ads simply to get the data and then then insecurity or the potential costs of, of a larger campaign. So I remember a SaaS project, for example, we were working on and I said, look, I think you should be investing more in XYZ, right? Specifically, I think this was a link building campaign for a certain set of topics. I said, before I get you to invest, I think it was like ten, twenty thousand $20,000 or something like this, I'd rather run a $1,000 Google Ads campaign to absolutely be sure that the other $19,000 are worth investing. And then we ran this this thousand dollar campaign for a couple of weeks. We knew those were terms that converted. That, by the way, you already brought him clients as well and opened up a new channel. That's fine, but at least we know that the next nineteen thousand we're going to invest over the next months are going to be invested in keywords we know drive the right audience in at the right moment when they are ready to sign up for a trial. Right. So it's more about taking a budget from somewhere to invest in Google Ads to get the the, the data to make the rest of the budget more effective. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's with SEO, it's very easy to waste money. Yeah. Very easy, <laughs> right? So, so either you have we have people who have been blogging twice a week for eight years straight oh. because mm -hmm. they thought this was a good idea, and then we assess them and have them remove all those blog posts again because they were not written for SEO purposes and have no value. Uh, so it's it's really easy to waste money with SEO, but sometimes you need to spend a little bit, be it on a consulting company you trust. An advisor you trust, a Google Ads campaign, a Facebook campaign to check certain entry points or pain points, etc. So we try to see this a little bit more cross cross platform as well and leverage intel we can get from different areas to just figure out is the direction the correct one. SEO is a long game, so once you start in a direction, you want to know this is the direction I should be going. I don't want to deviate too much from it because otherwise I come out in a completely different place. Right. I, I used to use, and I've forgotten about this, and you've just reminded me that, uh, I used to use the analogy of a huge ship mm -hmm. that you set it off on its route, and it takes, I think it's like 12 miles to actually turn 180 degrees. It might even be more than that. And it's, SEO is very much that. Google Ads, you can, you're a little, a little speedboat, and <laughs> SEO, you're this huge huge ship. It's, it's definitely a huge ship. I, I usually talk about a car for, pushing a car from with my clients that can relate a little bit more. Oh, but right. It's just really hard in the first meters, right? It's just really, really hard. But once this is in motion, as long as it goes in the right direction, it's going to get to point B. Right. I remember when I was a kid, we our, our car never started in the morning and we would push it. And as you said, it was really difficult at the beginning. Then it started to roll. And then my dad kicked in with the clutch and then it was off on its own. There you, go. there you go. I grew up in Austria in the winter, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in the north of England in the winter on the Yorkshire Moors. And yeah, the cars don't start in the morning. Right. <laughs> Especially as we had a, a Citroen Diane 6, which is the, the old upside down pram French mm -hmm. car. 
bright orange. Anyway, that's a different story. Um, right. You talk about the why. I was wondering about that because I find the more I explain to clients, the more they don't really understand and the more I get frustrated trying to explain it to them. But I'm probably right. getting that wrong. I think what where this comes from is, and my, my team would laugh if they listen to this because I talk about the why every single day. Right? And right. it's like... Um, a lot of people come to me to calls and say, look, we have been doing SEO with this agency. They have been doing something for us for a few years. Um, we never really had an idea what they were doing. They were happy to charge us the retainer. We never knew what was happening. And now on top of everything, the rankings never improved, but now they dropped. Hmm. So now it's the time where we actually are going to kick this agency out and we're looking for someone else. Hmm. And I never wanted to have this. I'm, I'm very big on avoiding difficult conversations. Right? Yeah. So I never want to have this conversation where a client asks me, what were you doing the last five years where we have paying for you? Right? right. And can you justify what you did and why you do it? Why was this a good, why did you think this was a good idea, et cetera? So we pretty much started our agency. My, my work was always based around this of 100% transparency. So the first clients I ever had, I, had, I went to their physical location and had a monthly meeting with them. This was hmm. 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I went to their place. I had my, my Word document printed, gave them a copy with screenshots from analytics, from Search Console, from Google rankings, et cetera, from their competitors. And on paper, I would show them, because they were very paper-driven back then, I would show them and mark with a, with a pen, this is what's happening. Can you Do you understand what it means that traffic comes to this page and not to that page? Do you understand mm. why your competitor has this product and you don't have it, right? Do you understand why this button needs to be higher? So I would not try to make them SEOs or marketers, but I would want to involve them into the conversation. And this is a theme we have been improving a lot over the time. So when we then started out, I created this Erica framework at some point, like a methodology where we walk people through evolution and research and linking and action steps and content and stuff like that. Um, and then and we ended up creating a, a software, internal software, like you have on CaliCube for the, for the brand serps. We have one for the consulting program where clients just see four KPIs they're going to look at. We mm. strip everything away. We think it's not relevant for them, for an average user to look at, but we do focus on impressions, on clicks, on conversions and on click-through rates. Right. Oh, you've, you've just taught me something. I was talking to a potential client yesterday, and they said, I said, you'll get access to data in the CaliCube Pro platform when we're working on your knowledge panel and your brand set. And the potential client said, that's really great. Please show me what I will see. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at it this morning. I think, actually, if I didn't know very much about this, I would be really confused because as many people in this industry, I want to explain every detail of how I did it, why I did it. And all of the data is phenomenally interesting. And you've just said four simple KPIs. It's, there's huge value in stripping things away in every single area of, of my life, at least. Um, so what we do, we just redesign the website, the, the platform. So new design is going to come out. Uh, we were very big on highlighting the most important features. We asked clients, what are you, there are 25 features in there. What are you using? And they say the KPI overview and the action steps. We are so happy. We are so geeky. We developed a lot of different logic and reports and content decay and right. click-through rate mm -hmm. optimizations. Clients don't care. <laughs> they couldn't care less. But they do appreciate that we show them in red and green what's going up, what's going down, when it comes to conversions, when it comes to impressions, when it comes to clicks, and when it comes to click-through rates. 
So we have found a format that makes it very easy for them to understand what's happening. If they're going up, they know why. If they go down, they know why. And from this why, the next step is very clear. So what I do every couple of weeks, I record a Loom video, literally, uh, mostly myself. Sometimes a colleague jumps in. I record a Loom video uh, over, my, over this report and say, look, as you can see, and it's easy to understand, as you can see, we are going really well. Why are we going really well? Because these five articles, as you can see, are in the greens. They drive more conversions now. Why do they more, drive more conversions? We have a special report where we match changes with the actual outcome. You can see these are the changes we made here. We changed the calls to action. We relocated them. We optimized the content mm -hmm. design, etc. You can see this is paying off. Here you've got the results. We're going to continue this way. If this goes down, I can say, look, let's see when, when was a good time last time when you had good conversions. Let's see what were you ranking for back then? Where are the reds, right? What kind of right. keywords went down since then? And this is most likely related to your conversions going down. Right. Sorry, the, the, um, I was kind of half interrupting that because it made me think of two things, one of which is on the CaliQ Pro platform, when we're talking with clients and all clients are looking at it, we need to strip everything away and not show them the geeky stuff. We have agencies using the platform for their clients. The agencies need all the geeky stuff, mm -hmm. and we need to teach Perfect. them to use the geeky stuff. Mm -hmm. And we just haven't done it. So Elisa, who is the CaliQ Pro team lead, will now be having a conversation with me about exactly how to <laughs> do that. And the other is that you were saying you make a, a personalized video to explain yes. what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that's something somebody else suggested to me. And Curious making you, videos yeah. is so simple. And the reassurance of you actually talking to them is is great. Go ahead. Absolutely. And it, it only takes a couple of minutes, right? We not, we don't need to make this really long. I started out with 20, 30-minute videos. Right. <laughs> and now it's two minutes. Tops. Right. Right? Sometimes it's a minute, but it's so important for people to see that you're on this project, you are checking this out, you were the person they came in for in the first place. So mm. most people come have a conversation with me before they join. So they, they, they build a certain trust relationship. And we are all really about things that don't scale, which is a little bit counterintuitive these days. With AI and everything, everybody thinks everything is going to go automatically yeah. anyway. We don't need to do anything anymore. Where we have found the most value and what has helped us grow the most, and we are now 30 people on the team, which is not a small SEO agency anymore. What has helped us grow the most was one-on-one -on -one interactions. Right. And this is where everybody, and I was laughing, I was having a conversation with one of our first clients before. And I said, look, when I started out as a freelancer, the first tool I got was an email automation. Because I, I was, first of all, I was a geek and I, mm. I was fascinated this was actually working. But I thought, yeah, this needs to be all automated. Where I spend most of my time right now is with one-on-one -on -one calls, interactions, mm -hmm. email conversations, podcasts, everything one-on-one. -on -one. And then you'd suddenly see that things scale later on. Right. It, and once again, it's the long game. So building Absolutely. an agency Correct. is also having a, a huge ship going across the sea and taking a long time to turn around. Which is really, really, really cool. And when you said video, I immediately thought I could talk for 30 minutes about all the things that interest me. And it is incredibly important to go for one or two minutes, explain exactly what's going on, just so that they feel reassured moving into the next month. Absolutely. And we just make sure that they get some additional context. So we line up what they should be focusing mm -hmm. on, for example. And we say, look, based on the situation, these are the next three, four high impact things I want you to focus on in the next couple of weeks. And there are some clients that delegate this to us and my team is handling this. Or there are clients that 
take this and now create this piece of content I want or make this internal linking happen that we suggest or get in and rewrite this article to make it more user-friendly. Yeah, I think that would actually, just to steal your ideas, that would be huge for CaliQ Pro because it is kind of scary. When we're saying to people, we're educating Google, we're explaining to Google who you are, what you do, and which audience you serve, and we're communicating to Google how you want your brand narrative represented to your audience by Google. It's all very philosophical. And then we say, here are the steps, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And in fact, it's saying, here are the steps, and here's where we are along the line. Exactly. And it's always about the next few steps, right? At different stages of the game, you need to focus on different things. And this is where people, very often starting out with a blog, try to to imitate ideas mm. from the from the big seven-figure bloggers. And they say, no, this is now needs to work for me. Yeah. Where it's so important that you have someone who advises you, like with the brand serp as well. I have never worked about this. How can I start? What makes sense, yeah. right? Should I already go all in, or can I do like baby steps at my stage that are already going to make, to make sure that at the end I'm going to come out where I actually want to come out? Which is brilliant. And and talking about being geeky in tech, uh, GPT three. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're all playing with it. We're all having a great deal of fun. I, I actually woke up in the middle of the night and started planning how I would start using it for CaliCube. Um, how, how much effect is that having on kind of you? Are people coming to you and saying, I want GPT-3? We have all kinds of responses, right? So I had a client who, who wanted to drop SEO because Google was being taken over by right. GPT. <laughs> and we, I had, it took me a few days to calm him down, but he's back on track. Um, we had clients who just think this is they can kick out two VAs who were writing content and, mm. and ChatGPT is going to do everything. So I think the hype is going to go down once we start paying for this. And now we have it for free. Everybody plays with it. But once you have to play like a few dollars in order to get a decent article written with a few prompts and, and back and forth, uh, things are going to change. Um, I do believe, I strongly believe this is not like, crypto nft what's that's that's in the media for a while and that it's going to go away it's it's fundamentally changing how we think right and what i mean by this is it's going to make people more creative so writers more creative you suddenly have a hundred subject lines to choose from before you send an email you don't have to come up with them i was mm. making a few months ago i, I did a, a social media course um and they suggested we we sit down th for 30 minutes creating 30 topic ideas right for for social media videos i'm not going to do this anymore right <laughs> i'm going to have the ai create those ideas for me and make it 300 and not 30 and then i'm going to make the ai give me the bullet points for every idea and then i record the video hmm. so you can just i think we're just going to learn to think differently and just see the shortcuts a little bit little bit easier. But then I think for SEO, my firm belief, I know there are other, other opinions out there from agencies, my firm belief is that Google is not going to watch. They're going to have to do some, make some restrictions. They're going to have some, to issue some warnings on webmaster tools on, on too much AI on a website. They have to demote articles. They have to uh, insist on some sort of regulation, footprints, watermarks, whatever it is, calculations of probabilities, etc. Uh, it's obviously a, a great industry to get into to write a good detection tool. Uh, there are going to be other tools trying to outsmart the detection tools. It's going to right. be a fun time. Uh, for me, like right, right now, it's really a, a tool that speeds up a lot of processes. It's like, like when I was a kid and I got new shoes, I felt I was running faster. <laughs> yeah. 
right? And I, I just had my daughter say the exact same thing the other day. And I was reminded of this, right? So now yeah. I feel like an SEO with new running shoes. Right. I like that. Brilliant. So Gert is an, an SEO with new running shoes with GPT-3. <laughs> and we're going to finish up now. That was a brilliant conversation. And Elisa is going to love the second half of this, where we talk about the platforms and all the mm -hmm. things that we could do perhaps better in terms of supporting our clients and having a better interface. But the last question is either how can conversion-driven SEO help with branded search? Or question mm -hmm. two, how does branded search tie in with conversion-driven SEO? I think it's 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 pretty much the same thing where where we see, especially, and we, we were just talking about AI, brands are going to get more important. My firm belief, branding and links I think both yeah. things are going to get more important because AI algorithms need a decision basis to make certain decisions. So asking an assistant, a virtual assistant, a voice assistant or whatever it is like Alexa or, or the Google Google assistant, etc., cetera, uh, asking them questions, they, they will want to give us an answer. And this answer is going to be either based on some reputation authority metric or it's going to be based on um, brand recognition. So whatever you can do in order for your brand to to connect the dots for the machines, which which you, for example, with Calicube are doing so well, is going to help. When it comes to conversions, we know for a fact that many, many people are discovered with SEO searches, with, with searches on Google without knowing the brand yet, but then convert when they search, when people search for their brand. So people search for how to do SEO on Shopify, discover. SEO leverage, come across my personal website at some point, probably <laughs> with a better image, but then search for name and name and then convert. We know this because they convert from the homepage. Not, the homepage doesn't rank for anything else, right? So we know this. there is a process behind it and we know those people have opted in before on some other page on our website. But then when the conversion actually happens, when they, when they reach out, it comes from the homepage. We have many, many people, especially in coaching spaces, online courses, et cetera, where this is the case. I want to learn the Thai alphabet, right? I download a guide on how to learn the Thai alphabet. But then when I search for this course, I'm ready to purchase it. And this is just mm -hmm. where this brand search is so important. We, we type in the brand before we actually want to make the final step before everything else was research. And this is where the, the content, the right content needs to rank and they need to discover you for you, what you mm. are actually doing. But then the final conversion is going to happen through the brand server. Brilliant. And my huge problem with CaliCube, and thanks for the shout out, is what is the KPI that's going to convince people that that's actually how it works? How do we prove to people that, or business owners, that people will discover you through SEO, but then they will convert through the brand SERP? Any ideas? I need your help. Tracking tracking is extremely important, right? We need to have a, an idea where a lead comes came from first before they actually came into our system. So we try to get people to actually add some additional information apart from the lead. So first of all, the channel, did they come through organic or, or whatever? We can do this with a little bit of programming. But with a little bit of programming, you can also get them to uh, to store the first landing page on in the CRM. So we try to, mm. for example, really technically now hand over the first page the client sees right. into the CRM form. So we know that in the CRM, this client first discovered us through this and this article from this and this channel. right? And then you get them uh, to convert from a different page and say, okay, this time when they converted and reached out or purchased, the entry page was the homepage, is then where we see, okay, this was most likely a branded search. 
Brilliant. Absolutely delightful. I would love to put that in place. And that's yet another thing I need to do that I will never have time to do, at least not in 2023. Pick some, pick some priorities for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gert. That was absolutely brilliant. Thank you, everyone, Thank you, for Jason. watching. We're introducing next week with Passing the Baton to John Ozusal, I think it is. I talked to him yesterday. He's absolutely brilliant. How to create content that converts. Absolutely the great next episode from this one makes so much sense. And he's already taught me so much just from a short conversation. That's going to be awesome. Please pass the baton, Gert. Absolutely. We'll do this. Delighted, uh, delightedly. Definitely uh, a great great marketer. I've checked him out before and he definitely knows what he's talking about. And we just see that converting content or content that actually leads to conversions is ultimately what we need to focus on. We can't just put stuff out there and expect and pray that conversions are happening. You need to prepare the content for that. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Kurt. It looks like we're on a roll with CaliCube Tuesdays and Branded Search and Beyond with Jason Barnard, which is the podcast name. Thank you, Gert. Thank you, everyone. See you very Thank soon. Thank you so much, Jason. CaliCube. It's all about your brand, SERP.